right, everybody, welcome back. This is our third episode of the Box and One NBA podcast. Um, today we'll be going over our top 10 point guards and shooting guards respectively. But before that, let's just go over some quick headlines of what happened recently in the NBA. All right. So since our last episode, um, the Clippers and the Mavs faced off in the first home game for the Clippers and got quite an interesting result. Um, the Mavs absolutely wallops the Clippers by 51 points. Albeit the Clippers did not have Kawhi Leonard, but to they be honest, it. like thinking for everyone, it's you should really should not lose by it that much, especially um, 77-27 at halftime by 50, the NBA record for largest halftime lead. And get this, like what's really interesting from that outcome is that the Mavs could honestly just not play in the second half at all because they scored 77 points in this first half and the Clippers scored 73 in the entire game. So that just did not look good for the Clippers um, so far. But hey, I think like Paul George has some pretty good, nice games against the Suns as well. So maybe that's just a... It's a fluke. He just brushed it off, but... Not that good. He's overrated. Okay. So far, yeah, that outcome just... Everyone will just keep hollering about that absolutely insane outcome. Um, also, uh, LeBron James turned 36 on December 30th. Wish him a good birthday. Good ever. But um, I'm sure his number one fan, Skip Bayless, wanted to wish him as well. But uh, he really tried. He really did not want to. He, I saw from his Twitter, like he just searched all like these obscure athletes besides like Tiger Woods, obviously. But he searched like someone really? born on December 30th and like wish him instead of LeBron this uh, you know Skip Bayless being what Skip Bayless yeah. is just a hater on LeBron but the next headline I want to go over is Colin Sexton um, he's put up what 20 straight points to begin 20 points in it's all of his games this season uh, like the last year too so he scored 20 points in 12 straight games I think many people are forgetting about him because he plays in Cleveland but I mean this dude can really honestly ball. yeah this, this kid is definitely Carlton. He's going to be a problem in the future. And finally, we want to bring up Stephen Curry, his return to the season, and definitely want to make a statement to the league by dropping 62 points 62. against the Trailblazers. My goodness. It seems that we've all missed what Steph Curry's done since like last season with that hand injury and... He's making a statement, and as Steph Curry said in the in that press conference, he made a reference to that Jordan meme where, like, all this slander, like Steph Curry's, like, Steph Curry. you know, he's like slow and all that stuff. It's like he took that personally, and he surely did by proving that dropping 62 career high. My goodness, Steph Curry is back. He's playing lights out. You know, I'm really excited for the Warriors. You know, he's gonna have to put them on his back if they actually want to go somewhere, but. We'll see how far they do. I think currently right now in the playoff standings, they're in the playoffs. But again, it's week, they've only played eight games. So no, no. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, see how things don't jump on any bad right. The rest of the season. But Steph Curry, he's definitely, he's on a mission trying to rebound all the setbacks that they've done these past season and see if they can make some noise. All right. All right. So next, um, we're going to jump into our top 10 point guards. Um, so basically how we're going to do this, I'm going to give my take little bit of details and then Jerry will go in and see how we compare um so I'm gonna start off with number 10 I have number 10 on my point guard list I'm gonna have John Wall of the Houston Rockets 
Um, so recently he just made his Rockets debut. And I mean, these past few games that he's played in, he's bringing uh, a good amount of energy to the Rockets. He's shown that nuclear athleticism he had with um, the Wizards. And I think he's played really well coming back from that injury. I mean, that chase down block, all these layups. I mean, he's for sure a top 10 point guard in the league, in my opinion. And yeah, I have to agree with you that I also have John Wall as number 10, really just for the same reasons. And, you know, like him with the Achilles injuries, as we all know, that's one of the most tough, uh, toughest injuries to come back from. But we're seeing like definitely flashes of John Wall back when he's fully healthy with the Wizards and, you know, him coexisting with Harden right now. Um, it seems to be paying dividends um, for this trade so far. So I'm really excited for John Wall coming back from that injury and just seeing just seeing him play again. You know, his insane speed, great finishes at the rim, great court vision, all that stuff is coming back to him. So, mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so at number nine, I'm going to take John Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies. I mean, just from his rookie year, you can see how sensational this, uh, this kid is, man. His athleticism, his driving ability, his handles, his playmaking. I think the Grizzlies will never be the same without him. I mean, he's out for right now. I don't know when he's supposed to be returning, but you can see how important he is to the Grizzlies. I mean, his ability to put the ball on the floor, uh, involve other people. And I mean, I think he's one of the reasons why Memphis did so well last year. It's just his ability to lead and his ability to come out of the gates firing. And um, I have him at number nine only because he doesn't have that great of a supporting cast and a lot of the pressure is placed upon him. But he, I think he'll be back from the injury better than ever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, also John Morant for my number nine as well. Um, definitely he's elevating his he's elevating his game from his rookie year campaign. And yes, we see that that ankle injury like many thought that it was like much more serious like when we saw um like he was like limping really hard in that game but thankfully it was just an ankle sprain i think be out for like just a few weeks but definitely see like the pacing of the game as much like definitely he's taken drastic change based on his uh, level of plays play style um and yeah john morant like really he's gonna elevate himself maybe perhaps an, an all-star this season um once fully back healthy from the ankle and just really excited to see him play 100%. Um, so next up at number eight, I have Jamal Murray from the Denver Nuggets. Um, I mean, I was amazed to see what he actually did in the bubble. I mean, his games against the Jazz and the Clippers where he put up 50 points in, I think, both series. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw an emerging superstar. He had a bit of a slow um, entrance to the beginning of the season, which is why I have him at eight. But he can go up from there. I mean, these past few games, he's putting up really good numbers in 31 and 32 points, respectively. I mean, you can just see his scoring ability on display and um, the level of chemistry he has with uh, Nikola Jokic. I mean, I think this kid's going to be really good. I just think he needs some more time to develop consistency. But then after that, he'll for sure be a top five point guard in the league. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, for my number eight, I have Russell Westbrook. And okay. Okay. now my, my main drawback for him is obviously like his shooting consistencies, which for the Washington in the Wizards system, like they're really heavy on the shooting. We have Bradley Beal, Davis Bertans, and a lot of great shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like him being as a point guard, once again, being ball, more ball dominant in the Wizards system, I think it's like really what Westbrook's built for. Um, definitely like a better uh, team for him to play with uh, than Houston Rockets from last season. Um, so Russell Westbrook, like obviously the Mr. Triple Double, always uh, putting up those triple doubles, man. Uh, really great. Just pretty much what Westbrook does. 
night in night out so so um i i agree with your um little explanation but i actually have westbrook at seven only because he has a proven track record record of being a very um good star player and although shooting consistencies are holding him back i still feel like he's made a big influence on the wizards in terms of playing with energy with passion I mean, I, th- I think that's going to rub off on his teammates, and that's why I'm at seven, because he has a proven record. And even though maybe some can make the case that he's not as good as his Oklahoma City days, I still think he's he has a chip on his shoulder telling him that he wants to be great once again. Mm-hmm. Definitely sure. Um, yeah, so um, I have Jamal Murray as my number seven, pretty much like the similar reasons as you have for your pick. Um, but I think I really weighed a lot more on his like his impact in the playoffs obviously and mm-hmm. yes albeit he had a slow start but i think coming uh, as the season progresses i'm sure that once he has his rhythm going i think he definitely has like not as that monstrous impact as the playoffs but like really elevating it him in the regular season last season for this season so all right um so at number six i have kyrie irving from the brooklyn nets um, I think we all know how good Kyrie is in terms of his handle and um, his finishing ability around the rim. And I think he's fitting really well alongside Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. Um, I think we all remember when him and Durant missed the last two shots, I think, at the end of the Hawks game, which um, maybe sparked a little bit of controversy about what he said about LeBron James. But um, otherwise, I think he's um, back. He's, he is um, driven to make change. And I think he's really setting up Brooklyn to be a number or a top three seed in the East. Although the three and four right now don't overreact, they'll be in the playoffs competing for something. So Kyrie Irving at six for me. That's very interesting. Like putting Kyrie Irving that low. Um, so I have him at uh, Kyrie Irving number four, just really because, oh. um, you know, this is perhaps the most skilled point guard we have, especially with it comes handles and his finishes at the rim. But I really like, really, really was really impressed by the way how him and KD are able to um, coexist together, especially this is their first time they're playing together uh, on the same on the same floor. And really, I think like like we all know about his, like his controversies with the media and such, but like like currently he seems to like definitely be locked in, trying to uh, will his team into a really uh, good position for the playoffs and. I think like with with all those things distractions out of the way like he could definitely make some noise uh amongst the point guard uh amongst the league i would say but for my right. number six so, uh, sorry uh, about who that. do you have sorry so i had trey young at number six um okay. definitely like i know that he as a young point guard young emerging point guard like he's really made Haw- the atlanta hawks a legit contender in the Eastern Conference, like his incredible range, um, definitely his great playmaking, his great handles, and his great passing abilities, like really makes him uh, elevating his game from like each of the years he's played in. Um, but the reason I have like number six, I can think like all the more the guards I have above him, like more established, I would say, like more veteran point guards, and it's because like his young age, I think like he definitely has like a lot of room for improvement i would say well i have trey young at five so we're not that far apart um basically along the same reasons as you i just think this year he's taken a step forward in his game in terms of um scoring and playmaking and i think overall defense and i think the additions the hawks made in free agency are gonna 
start to pay dividends. They still have Gallinari injured, but um, I have him at top five over Kyrie, um, solely based off his personality and his competitive nature. Um, but again, I can see why you made the case for Kyrie to be at four, but I have Trey on at five. Mm-hmm. And also, like having Rajon Rondo uh, being like yeah, a very good mentor top. for Trey Young for the future. Really like that. 100%. So at number four, um, I have Ben Simmons from the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, this dude, I think he could have been Defensive Player of the Year candidate last year. Um, his versatility, his ball handling, his playmaking is top tier. And although people are going to say, oh, Ben Simmons can't shoot, he's a three-point jumper, you don't always need a three-point jumper to affect the game. And I think under the coaching of Doc Rivers and the additions of Seth Curry um, will really bring out the best in him. I just think he has a, a lot higher upside if he gets a jump shot this man will literally be unstoppable mark my words he may mm-hmm, be the definitely, next bronze definitely for sure um yeah that ben sims at four is a really nice uh really nice uh pick i have him at five so not much significant difference pretty much the same reasons you have but i think like one thing he might be able to improve on more is like trying to eliminate his turnovers like we know that his passing ability is pretty much second to none amongst point guards but i think like especially um in transitions definitely being less erratic uh, passing to open guys, um, definitely the turn, yeah, the turnovering, turnover limits, uh, definitely could be a one one part at least besides the shooting, albeit. But as you mentioned, the shooting is not just like everything to the game. Like he has pretty much like the entire package needed for a point guard as a as a playmaker. All right, so top three time, you know I got my boy Dame Dalla. He's on my fantasy team. Picked him up eighth overall in the draft. All right, this this brother is special, man. This this dude has flat out logo range. I mean, his his ability to score is unmatched. I mean, the two players I have above him are better, but I mean, this dude is a star. I mean, he's six foot and he's able to do all the shooting and playmaking and, and perhaps affect like... the game in so many ways. And I just think the Trailblazers would be nowhere without him. You know, when they made that bubble push last year, I think it was solely based on his definitely what he dropping like... 50, 60 points a game, like. Like he has a Top reason. Point guard in the he definitely has a reason of wanting to play in the playoffs. Like he has, he wanted to have that purpose, vying for that playoff spot, and yeah, pretty much all the reasons you said are pretty much like really what Dame Dollar is capable of doing. And him probably hitting from half court, as some say, at the beginning of the season, like he might hit those. Oh, yeah. Like we're he just will. pretty much seeing him expanding his range. Uh, really impressive stuff from Dame Dollar. Also, I have him as number three as well. So. I guess that leaves us. I think we all know the top two we have either Luka Doncic or Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Um, but it depends on who um, we have for one and two. Yeah, so I actually have Steph at number two. Um, these past few games have really like made me want to change him to one, but I don't know. I still have Luka at one. I mean, Steph, you already know, is probably the greatest shooter of all time. I mean, his 62-point performance was absolutely insane. I mean, he's basically been willing the Warriors to victory. Um, all of his, all the stuff he does is unmatched. I mean, his unselfish nature, his ability to impact winning, um, his ability to play alongside stars. I mean, he's definitely going to be one of the top point guards like to have ever played the game. Um, I just think Luca is just slightly bit better. But I'll leave my analysis to when we discuss our number ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, like the margin between the two, I'd say it's like it's it can definitely go either way between the one and two, um, but. Me personally, I have Steph Curry as a top point guard in the league. 
but it's albeit like same for you it's like a very close margin between two just slightly better on my part and really just because of like i think we've all missed what steph like we've all forgotten what steph curry is capable of doing when fully healthy i mean like last obviously last year he had the broken hand um and like really it's like a completely it's, it's almost like a layoff season for them but once like steph is back into form i mean we all know he's the greatest shooter of all time and really like the way how he's able to utilize the three-pointer the three-point shot he's able to do it in pretty much every single possible every possible way you can do it on the court and especially for him to uh play off the ball especially when having the bigs um having the bigs like down the top key and like having steph curry be able to like move around finding open spots for the bigs to pass through i think that's that's really a really key part for his of his game and just like i think he's probably one of the best um best players to create his own shot i mean like his handles is like pretty much comparable to kyrie irving and right um and like i think i've heard like from this season like with all the wins that the warriors have had this man uh is scored has averaged 43 on 55 wow. from the field and 45 from three like that is absolutely playing insane. lights out insane. yeah i mean he definitely rev- he, yeah he definitely revolutionized the game i mean you can see what he's done with the three-pointers and how this league has just turned into three-point shooting and how it's such a premium um for certain teams um, but again, I have Luka Doncic at number one. I mean, where were the Mavs be without him? You know, in the playoffs when they took the Clippers to six games, it was solely based on him, right? Because Porzingis got ejected the first game, and mm-hmm. he doesn't even have Porzingis to start the season. I mean, what he's been able to do, put up the monster numbers, um, to balance himself into the MVP conversation. And I mean, he's brought relevancy he's back probably. to Dallas after the Dirk Nowitzki sure. days. And I mean, For sure. I just think this kid is going to enter stardom. He just needs some more time to get acclimated um, mm-hmm. to the league. I mean. Some can already say that he's already used he's, to he's turning he's turning twenty two this uh in yeah, February. He's like, that he's, young. He's super young and he's already able to be probably the safest bet to win MVP for this season from all the experts we've been hearing. But I, I think like also a really nice part of Luca's game is like I think he's probably one of the most patient in terms of like driving to the basket. Like he has like he puts a lot of time. Like he's able to like wait right. the perfect moment in order to put to hoist up the shot. Like I think we've all seen what uh his playmake his uh his one v one against Bam on the bio. Like he put oh, up wow. so many moves I, on him. Put him in the I, blender. Absolutely. <laughs> like Luka Doncic, like man, this this brother is uh gonna make the future of the NBA very bright. Like I think the so, NBA is just fine with Luka and all the other young stars for the league. All right, so um that's gonna cap off our top 10 point guards um and i'll let jerry kick off his top 10 shooting guards all right so for our top 10 shooting guards for number 10 i have zach levine of the chicago bulls i mean i think we know what zach levine's capable to do when he gets hot i mean when he gets hot like he's pretty much like a really lights out shooter i mean we i think like last season we've all known that against the hornets game he put up like 46 oh, yeah. points on like 13 threes like he gets like like he's the absolute lights out shooter from three i think like one of the main drawbacks is consistent definitely is consistency like he could have like a really monster game one night and like the next night could be like a very like rather cold light game uh for him but like like as we mentioned before like when he gets hot like he can definitely make an impact for the, for the bulls team in that game 
100%. I also have Zach Levine at 10. Um, one thing that I wanted to point out is that his, uh, his athleticism. I mean, you can see what he's done in the dunk contest against Aaron Gordon. <laughs> I mean, for sure. He has the athleticism and then that scoring ability. And when you put that together, you make like a star of an NBA player. And um, I just think what he's done for a Chicago Bulls team is immense. Um, he's going to take step forwards. And I think what he hit that dagger three or dagger two yesterday against the Trailblazers. So um, he, he has a clutch gene, or it's at least emerging. So I have Zach Levine at 10 as well. Mm-hmm. Like it. Love it. All right. So for my number nine pick, I have Victor Oladipo from the Indiana Pacers. And like, I think we all know what Vic, uh, Victor's capable of doing as him as a scoring machine. Um, I think like from last from him last season coming off that knee injury he definitely looks like one's like a step slower and he's that i think he's still having a rehab of that injury coming this season so but once he's healthy i think like he can make the pacers into a really nice playoff threat um and he also has a really nice uh really nice shooting shooting stroke um really good playmaking into the finish at the rim i think like what coming healthy he's gonna be like one of the top shooting guards in the league yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, I have Oladipo at eight, but I have Drew Holiday at nine. Um, I think Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I mean, his time with the Pelicans, people who were calling him one of the better defenders that nobody really talked about. And I mean, um, like this this dude can lock up anybody. I'm like being 100. Um, him joining the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, is a really nice fit alongside Giannis Antetokounmpo because he's a he's a consistent scorer, he's a consistent playmaker, and a defensive minded guard. And I think what he's able to bring to the Bucks will hopefully put them into like past the second round of the playoffs, you know. Um, but yeah, I have Drew Holiday at nine. Yeah, I really like Drew. Definitely love Drew Holiday um, as as a, as your player. Um, yeah, best two, probably the best two way guard I would say, um, other than Clay Thompson. But once Clay Thompson come in, uh, cover from Achilles Achilles injury. But yeah, Drew Holiday is, I think, a really nice upgrade uh, from Eric Bledsoe. I think, especially um, like his catch and shoot threes, um, oh yeah, are, are significantly better. And I think like he can definitely put the Bucks over that hump uh, to make a deep playoff run for this season. Yes, sir. So, all right. So for nine, my number eight pick, um, I have SGA of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and Ooh, okay. I think like. Similar to Drew Holiday, I think like he's definitely like an over, over the radar, um, on people over people's radar as far as like his talent and like him in Oklahoma, and him in the Thunder, I think is a really nice fit for him because he's able to be, like, really able to grow his talents, um, from like last season and like definitely from last season, I would say like he's definitely elevated, pretty much in every aspect of his game. I think he's probably, um, almost like a really well balanced player. Like he has, he has length, he has height, he is. I think he's like a very, uh, an excellent, patient uh, drive to the basket. Um, and I just really, and especially like his with his young age, like he's definitely have a lot to grow. But I think like his growth is like really, really impressive, and definitely gonna continue on this season. So interestingly, I did not even have SGA in my top ten shooting guards, but I respect that analysis. Um, at eight, I mean, I had Victor Oladipo. But, I mean, you basically went over his analysis. I think he's a really good fit alongside DeMondis bonus with the Pacers. I mean, you nailed everything else, his scoring ability, his shooting stroke, his defense, 
his overall leadership. So yeah, Old Depot at eight. All right. So for number seven, I have Jalen Brown from the Boston Celtics, and I think we all know that Jalen Brown is definitely making huge strides um, as far as his scoring ability. I think he had a career high 42 points uh, this season, so he's definitely upped a lot of his game shooting shooting wise. Um, and also like his defense abilities has definitely like elevated as well. Like, I think he's able to really lock down along the perimeter so, as well as Drew Holiday. Um, so definitely I'm really impressed with how he's uh, playing on this season with the Celtics. Yeah, for sure. I also have um, Jalen Brown at seven. Um, I read something about how people were considering him to be the top dog in Boston. And while we still have true, I still have Jason Tatum as a better um, number one option over him. But I mean, he's really making good strides and I could see him making an all-star game uh, this season if it happens. Mm-hmm. All right, so for number six, I have Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. And I think it's definitely a fair point that like uh, Donovan Mitchell, like coming off from that um, heartbreaking loss against the Denver Nuggets, I think he's gonna like really trying to prove everyone that they can, that the Utah Jazz can definitely make a run for the playoffs instead of like just being exiting the first first round exits. Um, but I think like you know Donovan Mitchell like really is, like making huge strides and pretty much like a lot of his game with his um, playmaking, his shooting, his defense defensive prowess. Um, so and also like his speed like he's very he's like very well in the transition game and pretty much like all the all the points that he's made with uh as a player like he's very definitely made, doing what he's doing all right so i have mitchell at five but um i have cj mccollum at number six from the portland uh trailblazers um i think he's an excellent number two to damian lillard i mean he's able to handle the ball he's able to score in the mid-range he's able to score from three uh, takes in the play, making beauties off of Damon Lillard's hands, and I mean, his start to the season has been really good. I think he's like led the Blazers in scoring. I think in most of their games. Um, I'm not sure about that stat, but um, I mean, he can really score the basketball. I mean, you can see what he's done in the playoffs these past few years. Um, although he's not an All-Star caliber player, I feel like he should get a nod one of these years because he's been so consistent, always giving you about 20, 22 points a game. So, I have CJ McCollum at number six. I have CJ for number five, and pretty much all the, all the reasons you've hit for him are true to his name. But I think, like, also, like, really, he's for me, like, he's definitely one of the like most versatile scorers. I think, like, he's has every aspect needed, like every way of scoring the basketball, um, from like mid range to three pointers to drive to the rim and all that. Like, he can pretty much like hit anywhere on the floor, and pretty much like similar to a lot of these players like when he like is on fire he's like absolutely oh, yeah. flamed dead flame on all right um so i had um mitchell at number five so we just switched um switched our positions but i mean you can talk about his leadership being the primary score on the jazz um i mean you hit all the points i mean his athleticism his scoring ability when he gets hot it's hot you know stuff like that but yeah donovan mitchell at five all right, so for number four, uh, we have Paul George of the Clippers. Now, despite how many view him uh, in these past few months, I think, you know, like, Paul George is still a pretty good scorer. Like, he's really good, still a really good player. Like, obviously, come playoff time, like, he's just, like, 
a shell of himself, but I think when, like, not much but other than playoffs, he's just, like, a really like, many call him because they're, like, one of the smoothest players to watch. Like, like he's, like, especially when his drives to the basket, like, he's, like, very fluid in his, like, very fluid, very well balanced in his mo- in his body. Um, and, like, pretty much, like, similar to all these scores. Like, he has, like, every scoring ability needed. It's just, like, whenever the question is whether he's able to get consistent in the playoffs. Like, he's, we know he's great in the regular season, but, like, can he do that? Can he translate that game to the playoffs? I respect that. I have Paul George at three, um, but I have Devin Booker at number four. Um, I mean, we all know how good Booker is as a scorer. I mean, what he's been able to do in Phoenix with relatively no help except this season um, when he was joined by Chris Paul. So that will make an excellent dynamic duo. But I mean, we all know how good Book is at score. I mean, he can go off for almost 50 any night if he feels like it. I mean, he has a competitive nature, that scoring ability, that it factor that I think sets him out from the rest of the um, shooting guards behind him. And I mean, I think Phoenix is destined for a solid playoff run this year. Um, the three of um, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Aiden is very solid. And I mean, I think they're, they can make some noise in the West for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely true. Uh, pretty much for similar for those reasons, I had Devin Booker for number three. Just like really the addition of Chris Paul is able to really help with like with the half court offense and being able to give Devin Booker some really nice looks um, shooting wise and like we said like Devin Booker's probably one of the hottest shooters that that can get um, out of all these guards so mm-hmm. I'm definitely like really like excited to see what the Phoenix Suns can do are able to do this season and they're starting off pretty well um, with some pretty solid wins uh, throughout the season so far yeah so like I said I had Paul George at three and I know everybody slanders him because of his performance in the playoffs. And while that is a valid criticism, I mean, you can't deny his talent. I mean, what he's a six-nine guard who can basically he's so smooth. I mean, he can get really hot in a hurry. You can see what he dropped thirty-nine against the Suns or something like that. So he has talent. He just disappears when the moment is the biggest. But he's still a top three player in my opinion. Top three shooting guard, not player, shooting guard. Do you have him as I think a top twenty? Uh, I'd, I'd have to think about that. I think I have to think about that. I don't know. All right, so top two time. Who you got? All right, so the top two guards, top two shooting guards. Number two, we have Bradley Beal of the Washington yes, Wizards. Sir. And I think we know that uh, the absence of John Wall last season, like Bradley Beal has been as a number one scoring option, and he proves that he is a number one scoring option. Like he's averaging like what, like. 30, 30, 31 points uh, from last season and this mm-hmm. season as well. And the additional Westbrook as a point guard being able to give him the good looks. Like Bradley Beal along with D Book, like definitely one of the hottest uh, hottest shooting guards we can get for the league so far. And his, I think like his scoring ability is almost like really on par with what our number one pick is going to be. Oh yeah, 100%. I also have Bradley Beal at number two. And I think some people have concerns regarding maybe his um, like getting his own shot because playing alongside Russell Westbrook but I mean he's taken 20 plus shots in almost every single game he's played and I think he's been their leading scorer um, I mean his ability to play off ball his ability to hit three point jumpers his ability to take over as the lead guard when Westbrook's on the bench I think puts him as definitely top two shooting guard candidate and he should make the all-star game once again this year it's such it was such a shame that he was snubbed on the all-star game last year right oh yeah he was, he was averaging like 29 20 like 29 30 at the time like 
he did not make yeah, I think he got in as an injury replacement though he got in as an injury replacement right or was uh, he snubbed I don't remember I think he was snubbed like 2020 but I think 2019 uh, yeah. he was injury replacement oh, okay okay my bad you're right hopefully so number one him. number one I think we all know who is is it's going to be the beard, the beard the beard James Harden uh <laughs> Is there any much anything else to say about him? I think I mean, this, he he's won a scoring title for the past three years, averaging thirty five plus. Uh, you know, when he gets like hot, I mean, he's probably gonna like absolutely like <laughs> destroy like every uh, yeah, you, opponent. You don't want to see this dude go off. Uh, like it's 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 gonna be nightmarish for anyone trying to uh, guard him, especially in the perimeter. Like he's going to make he's going to make it be an embarrassment on you um, mm-hmm. especially with a step back three uh his signature shot i mean this this dude can get hot um but like many people question yeah. this uh so far of like his commitment to the houston rockets and like i mean that's that's a that's a definitely a fair person of him so far like that like um trying to ask out for a trade for rockets but i think like since he's played so right now he's Start off 44 and 17 in his debut season so far. Uh, oh, yeah, that was he just, crazy. He just, picking up, he just picking up where he was left off from last season. Yeah, also James Harden at number one. Um, I think he's probably the greatest one on one scorer um, this league has probably ever seen. I'd put him at least top two or top three. I mean, mm-hmm. ISO ball. I mean, people may criticize like his passing, but he's finished with like eight plus assists in like the last four years. So he can also be a playmaker. And I mean, He's almost impossible to guard one-on-one because you're going to end up fouling him. He's going to get up to the line, shoot 25 free throws a night, and then step back three is just a pain to guard. I mean, yeah, this dude is definitely number one shooting guard right oh, Definitely, now. for sure. Uh, definitely good mention about his uh, ability to draw fouls. I mean, definitely. He's average. He's, 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 he's lead league in most free throws attempt and makes. Um, he's just he's just really good at selling contact fouls uh, when he's driving to the rim because, like, obviously when he, He's driving to the basket. There's a lot of congestion. Able to sell off the contact mm-hmm. and just get to the line, getting some easy points. But that's awfully, awfully a meme of himself because, like, he's. I think like there's a stat like he's, he's like he's like made more free throws than like his field goal attempts, something like that. Like, that's, <laughs> I would not be surprised. He, he, he just lives at the free throw line. But that's pretty much contributes yeah. like why he's like one of the best scores in the game. Just whatever way to score, he's just really good at yeah. it. Very efficient, very good true shooting percentage. So um, that's going to cap out our top 10 point guards and shooting guards. Um, So thank you guys for listening. It was a pleasure being able to talk about our awesome NBA knowledge and our uh, leaderboard. Yeah, and we all wish you a happy new year. Happy 2021. Thank God that's... 2020 is right behind us now and definitely hopes for a good year this year and this is the box one we'll see you next time for episode four later guys stay tuned